Welcome to Vibes Revealed, a podcast dedicated to pulling back the veil around wellness with your hosts, Taylor McKiska and Jay Tolette. We believe living well is for everyone and no topic is taboo. Join us on our journey as we redefine what it means to be truly well in a modern world. We're celebrating everyday magic, but always keeping it real. Let's vibe. Welcome back. We are here for another episode of Vibes Revealed. Season two, episode two. Yeah. (sighs) I guess we just wanted to start this episode out with a disclaimer. Taylor and I really struggled. Well, we already both low-key had like our own mental breakdowns about releasing an episode last week, which was pre-recorded on the Monday before the siege on the Capitol. And, you know, Taylor edited it on Tuesday and on Wednesday morning, we were like, sounds good, nothing to do with it. So we just logged it, you know, and like Wednesday morning, we were kind of in a great mood. It looked like Georgia was going the right way and and the Democrats were going to take the Senate. And we were like, oh, yeah, like Wednesday morning was chill vibes. And then I ha- I um, I it's like horrible to laugh. And then the shit went down in the Capitol and a bunch of crazy terrorists stormed the Capitol in the name of, you know not backing down I don't know I it can't even be explained and then we didn't really think about the episode that we had logged for Friday and then it came out and then I think we both kind of had our own breakdowns about being like did we really just like casually release a podcast and mention nothing about you know the state of the country and what's going on and then we got really uncomfortable about releasing an episode this week and we were like oh we have to you know cease all production And then we were like, no, we don't. We just want to acknowledge the hurt that many people in this country are going through and the grief that many people are going through, not only as a result of what happened last Wednesday, but as a result of what has been going on in this country since its inception. We know it's been a hard year for everyone, and we just wanted to acknowledge that. Yeah. Thanks for listening to that. Yeah. Yeah. We de- we just we definitely were like, okay, well we can't just say nothing um about this attack on just the capital. Yeah, and <laughs> we definitely want to offer support to anyone who needs it and we're always here to listen or, you know, it it might be stumbling through conversation, but we're always here to do that too. So, if you need support, let us know. We are here you all right well (laughs) today we're talking about gratitude I feel like that actually flows right in (laughs) it's here yeah this is I feel like definitely more your arena than mine my I'll just admit it up front my gratitude practices are very basic I practice gratitude like a (laughs) four-year-old And like, yeah, I feel like it's something that I, of all like spiritual concepts, it never seemed complicated to me. So I, I just didn't ever think more beyond just like saying that I'm grateful for something, but I know that there is a lot more and there can be a lot more that goes into really practicing gratitude. That is so interesting the way you framed that. Do you feel like you you per, you choose to pursue spiritual practices that are more complicated? No. Okay. I f- well, I mean, I guess because it's like I don't consider like tarot a spiritual practice even though I guess it is. It is. <laughs> which that is complicated. Yeah. It has clear history to it and there's so much to learn as far as symbols and numerology and just working with your intuition. But I feel like my spiritual toolkit is honestly pretty light. Like I feel like you have the most complicated spiritual toolkit. Really? I find astrology to be so fucking complicated. Tarot uh. is so complicated. <laughs> Reiki master is like, who the fuck even knows what Reiki is? Like you've chosen the most complicated ones and chosen to make yourself an expert in those topics. And then you're like, 
gratitude eludes me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think that, and we're definitely going to get into this, but I feel like in all the things I'm really super interested in, that has mostly stemmed from learning from people that I really respect. Like Mm -hmm. when I first learned about tarot, I, I just adored my tarot teacher and, and the way that she saw the world through this lens and same with, there are so many incredible astrology teachers or even people on Twitter who just have super interesting takes and astrology is old as hell. Like it goes way Mm -hmm. back. There's so there's history to it. There's there are so many ways you can learn about it and it's spiritual, but it's also very grounded in what it mm-hmm. is. You know, I think same with Reiki, like you can, you can follow the history, you can see where it comes from. And for me, I really like those things that have this sort of just like clear delineation mm-hmm. of practice and history. And, um, there are just some things about them that, uh, that are up for interpretation, but they're, that are just true, you mm-hmm. know? Like it just is what it is. And I really like that. And I think that that's, that's mostly what I'm drawn to in spiritual practices is sort of like ritual things that have a lot of history that I can learn from a lot of different people. There's a little wiggle room. There's some room for interpretation, but there's also just like the stars of the stars. Right. Right. That's really interesting. But gratitude, I'm like, it, it feels so big and broad to me that sometimes I feel like I can't like, it's not as easy to find the like history of practicing gratitude. But if I look up like Hellenistic astrology, Mm -hmm. I can see exactly where that came from. Right. Right. Yeah. So let's get into gratitude. I I mean, actually, I won't even no, I just love that. I love that. But because I think that what's going to come up a lot in like, whatever grievances, whatever grievances I'm going to air around the topic of gratitude is a lot about how there is no clear truth to it. And it is, it is a lot of speculation and and blurry, blurred lines, but I think that's like what I love. I, it frustrates me the most, but it's also what I'm drawn to the most. I love how we're always like opposites of each other, but I mean, I was a philosophy major in college and it's just, it is natural for me to ask questions that have no answers and will never have answers. It's just very like what, what I've always done. So it's funny how you frame that. Cause it does once again, remind me kind of why we're here together and why we work well together. Cause we're definitely bringing different shit to the table yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right let's talk let's let's define gratitude yeah I feel like we actually came to this episode with an abundance of definitions oh yeah okay you take you you go with yours I liked yours okay so mine's from the dictionary it's the (laughs) dictionary it's different Um, I pick different ones dictionary.com okay So this is the dictionary.com definition of gratitude is the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for, and to return kindness. I thought, I thought the last one was really cute to return kindness. I feel like that is just a very sweet, that's like a, a, a light and sweet definition of gratitude. I think it is light and sweet. And then it also brings up the question of like who or what are we returning gratitude or returning kindness to? And I think when you get like really woo woo spiritual, I think we're meant to be returning kindness as an energy back into the universe. Mm. And which is why I think that the first definition is kind of weird because it's like the quality of being thankful. And we've talked about this on another episode, but like just kind of asking what is the difference between gratefulness and thankfulness? Mm -hmm. I looked it up. Yes. And I've looked this up before and whatever. I looked up the definitions too, but the definition of thankful, this is on Merriam-Webster, is conscious of benefit received for what we are about to receive make us truly thankful that's the example that sentence or whatever and then the definition of grateful was appreciative of benefits received 
So conscious of benefits received versus appreciative of benefits Mm -hmm. received. So then the act of thankfulness is kind of just being like, hey, I recognize that you gave this to me. Thank you. Saying thank you for something that was given to you versus actually having the appreciation is in the act of gratitude, which is interesting because I think a lot of times when we talk about a gratitude practice, they're asking us to be thankful for what we have. Look at all these things you have, you know, like, look, look, you're breathing air. Look, the sun rose this morning. Look, you have a roof over your head. Look, you have enough money to pay for your food. Be grateful. But really, that's just being thankful. And then the practice of gratitude is how can we really be appreciative of that? Not just conscious that we have it, which is the easy part, but like, how can... I really feel good about what I have. That's the hard part. And that's where like the gratitude practice comes in. And I think it's hard to kind of parse out sometimes when we're just being thankful for something versus when we actually feel grateful for it. And there is a huge challenge in feeling grateful for things when we are in challenging situations or difficult situations. It's hard to kind of hop from the thankfulness to the gratefulness. Yeah. To me, thankful is like a plate and grateful is a bowl. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's great, Taylor. Yeah. No, I agree with that. It's like thankful is just like it can it can hold some, yeah. but like a bowl, it's grateful. It can like hold a lot. Can we just talk about how much better bowls are than plates? I agree so much. I cannot sometimes like, sometimes Joey will like serve pasta on a plate and I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, why would you do this? Like, why would you ever, why would you put this on a plate? This deserves a bowl, obviously. <laughs> like, it shocks me. We go through so many bowls in my house. It's like the number one dish that we use. What I, I mean, really I, I use plates occasionally, but it's it's about a bowl for me. I really dig those shallow bowls mm. that are like, you know, they're meant to be plates and bowls at the same time, but they just look cool on the table. And also they're just better than plates. <laughs> started popping up at like target home like a few years back and I was like oh shallow bowls are the new the new kitchenware and everybody should have them and I've been buying them ever since I have so much kitchenware oh my god my sister and I did the math in during my Saturn return but no so from a year before my Saturn return up until last year which was the last time that I moved I moved 12 times 12 times in let's see what do we count it from 2016 in four years but five five years but really four wow new plates anyway (laughs) more shallow bowls for me but yeah I, I agree with that gratitude's like a bowl yeah it just feels a little like deeper I think even the sound of the word like gratitude it's got some some like depth to it, some weight to it. And thankful is like, I don't know. It just feels like a plate to me. That falls flat. I agree with that. 100%. Okay. So, but okay. So we kind of got into this at the top of the episode, but something that comes up for me a lot, we talked about this last week too. I am really, it's grinding my gears. The, how can I say it? this this need to distill everything down to like the product of scientific research and study. And so when I was researching gratitude, of course, I'm coming up with all of these psychological, scientific, well-researched 12 years, 11 year research on gratitude. And I was like, "Mm, that doesn't really work for me. But apparently there is a foremost authority, the the leading researcher on the topic of, topic of gratitude. His name is Robert Emmons. Emmons, Emmons. I'll link him in the show notes. Um, so he talks about his definition of gratitude, which goes a little deeper than what we found in our dictionary definitions. And his definition is that gratitude has two components. First, gratitude is an affirmation of goodness. We affirm 
that there are good things in the world, gifts and benefits that we've received. This doesn't mean that life is perfect. It doesn't ignore complaints, burdens, or hassles. But when we look at life as a whole, gratitude encourages us to identify some amount of goodness in our life. The second part of gratitude is figuring out where that goodness comes from. We recognize the sources of this goodness as being outside of ourselves. It didn't stem from anything we did ourselves, which we might take pride in. We can appreciate positive traits in ourselves, but I think true gratitude involves a humble dependence on others. We acknowledge that other people or even higher powers, if you're in a spiritual mindset, gave us many gifts, big and small, that help us achieve the goodness in our lives. Hmm. So that's his two-part definition. In his research, he has found that there are physical, psychological, and social benefits of gratitude, which include, and this is from a study that he did. I don't know how long the study was, but he said that if you write in a gratitude journal for three weeks, so 21 days, you will receive these benefits. Stronger immune systems, less bothered by aches and pains, lower blood pressure, exercise more and take better care of your health, sleep longer and feel more refreshed upon waking. That was the physical benefits. Psychological benefits include higher levels of positive emotions, more alert, alive and awake, more joy and pleasure, more optimism and happiness. Social benefits include more helpful, generous and compassionate, more forgiving, more outgoing, feeling less lonely and isolated. Huge claims. Huge. I feel like that is so dangerous. Like you can't just go around telling people that if they write in a gratitude journal for three weeks, they'll lower their blood pressure. Like this, I get, I, I totally get why people are like, wellness is bullshit because people say stuff like that. And like, I don't care how long you researched gratitude. You can't just tell people it's going to lower their blood pressure. Right. That's why it's, it's really like, it's problematic and it is dangerous. Did you say dangerous? Was that the word you chose? Yes. I said, yeah, I think it's fully dangerous and just, I mean, it's, this is, this is what I'm talking about, about trying to distill things down into science that are just, they don't need to be scientific. You might feel better if you practice gratitude every day. I will be a hundred percent honest and say that I think having a gratitude practice is what pulled me out of one of the deepest depressions of my whole existence. Like right after my dad passed away, I, (laughs) I ran away to Thailand for three months. But when I got back, I was like, Ooh, not even a trip halfway around the world where all I did was drink out of coconuts and sit on a beach could make me feel any less empty inside. So then I started writing in a gratitude journal and In the three months following that, I swear to God, I lost like 20 pounds, but in the good way where like I started working out a lot and I got really fit and like I went from being able to do zero pushups to being able to do like 25. Like I really like I did exactly what he said, which was (laughs) I exercised more and took better care of my health. (laughs) But I think it was because I was in, in the mindset to be ready for all of that. And I guess, yeah, putting information out like this and saying, hey, this might happen to you if you try it, maybe it will prime people to be like, oh, like if I just do this, I'll do this more. And then you do do it more because you're set up to think that this practice is going to help you do this more. And there's weird inverse effects. Sure, maybe. But to say like that you're the world's foremost leading authority on this and that you've done all this research and these are the results is definitely dangerous. And that's like my huge issue with all self-help, all coaching industry, wellness industry shit that tries to make claims that are just unclaimable. Yeah. I feel like it's fine if you talk about like social effects, like all the social effects. And I feel like it's, it's fair to say like, this could happen. They never say this could. They say, this is what we found in the study. Right. And I feel like if you want to tell someone like you, it, you could, or you, you may feel this way, but you can't, you probably, if you're having blood pressure problems, like I would definitely recommend seeing a doctor and not just writing in a gratitude journal. <laughs> I mean, the problem is, okay. So I am really like, I am, 
how do I put this? I believe that in a lot of ways, I have ameliorated my health without the direct help of Western medicine. Like I, I have high blood pressure. It runs in my family. Oh, let me just put the disclaimer out. I am not a doctor. Don't try this at home. Definitely go to the doctor. Please don't do what I did. But I got prescribed blood pressure medication when I was working at this horrible job. I was like 25. I was super miserable and crying every day in the stairwell. And so I, and I, I would go to the doctor at lunch. So of course my blood pressure was like as high as it could possibly be. And she was like, you might have white coat syndrome. You need to start taking your blood pressure at home. But then of course, every time I put the goddamn blood pressure cuff around my arm, I started getting nervous. And of course my blood pressure, you know, like I never really knew what the fuck was going on, but I got prescribed blood pressure medication. And then I had a mental breakdown and I was like, I don't want to take a pill every day for the rest of my life. And then I went into such like a dark hole that then I then had to go to the psychiatrist. And then she prescribed me with anti-anxiety medication and antidepressants. And then I was like, oh, I don't want to take three pills for the rest of my life. And I really like lost it. And I was like, I'm not taking any of these pills. And I like, stop. Horrible. Don't do this. Don't do this. If you want to get off pills, talk to your doctor about it. And they can probably create like a good way for you to wean off and see if it works. But I decided that I was going to stop taking all the pills all at once. Horrible idea. But that's what I did. And then I like started meditating every day. And then my blood pressure now is like low key, like almost dangerously low. And of course, in that time, I also quit every job that I had started living off unemployment. (laughs) But I mean, it is to say there are a lot of factors that go into our attempts to heal ourselves. But I just don't. My question is like, why are we even saying things as if this is like, this is proven? Mm. You know, I'm like, we don't really have to say it. You could just be like, here's a bunch of things that you could try. You know, yeah. you could eat a lot of cacao and try this and try meditating and also try these pills that your doctor gave you and try all these things and just see what works best for you. But like, nobody's really willing to do that because everybody wants to prove their point. And like, if you want to be the world's foremost leading gratitude researcher, then like, you have to back your title with like, you know, concrete research. And then this is what happens. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of those social effects that he named could very well, those seem definitely achievable to me through maybe journaling alone. I mean, this last one, feeling less lonely and isolated. Some people are lonely and isolated because they're physically lonely and isolated. Yeah. No amount of gratitude is going to bring a partner into your life or bring a a friend into your Mm. life, especially, I mean, given that, like, look at us now, you know, like I know a lot of people who moved to new cities, January 3rd, 2020. And they were like, I'm going to get a job. I'm going to make a new group of friends. And then COVID hit. And then they spent a year alone in their apartments, working from their computer, if they were lucky enough to have gotten to the place they moved to with a job and not meeting anyone and having no means to meet anyone because all the studios are closed and all the the ways that normal adults would make a new friend it's just it's not possible right now so then you're kind of like oh well is gratitude going to make me any less lonely in a situation like this I don't know I don't maybe yeah I think it was nice in that definition that he gave that he was like he said something about it being like this isn't like ignoring what's just shit yeah it's it's just sort of saying like you have to acknowledge what's shit and what's nice right he talks okay so he talked about the social benefits and he said the social benefits are especially significant because gratitude is a social emotion i see gratitude as a relationship relationship strengthening emotion because it requires us to see how we've been supported and affirmed by other people what do you think about that I think this is I think that's nice I think my whole I'm I keep coming back to this about gratitude is I'm just like yeah that's nice that sounds nice but like I don't know I don't know because I don't I think I'm having a hard time even wrapping my mind around something being social 
or feeling social oh. or feeling like it belongs to a group or community because it it's something I feel so distant from right now, even though I'm trying very, very hard. I feel like I'm spent, I'm using a lot of effort to like connect with people and call people. Like I've been on FaceTimes with friends and like I've, I've been getting into groups, sitting in circles and I've, I'm trying so hard to feel connected to people and I still don't really. Mm-hmm. So like the concept of that gratitude is something that can only exist in relation to other people is like my brain can hardly even wrap around right. it. Right. I mean, I feel so weird by that definition because I don't feel necessarily like gratitude is social. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the times it has to like, I just have to like pull it up from out of me. And a lot of times it has nothing to do with other people. It kind of goes back to when we were opening each episode with what we're grateful for. And you were like, gratitude, I'm grateful for the sun rising. And I guess you could say like, thank you to the higher power for bringing the sun out or to to science (laughs) or to gravity I don't really know how those things work out there in in outer space but like (laughs) it just you know like to be grateful or to be grateful for like what you've cultivated within yourself what does that have to do with anyone else I guess I don't know I just felt I felt a little distant from the take that gratitude is is specifically a social emotion because a lot of times I'm grateful just for having my own human experience which I know Mm. is probably the most isolating and solitary thing that we can possibly do as humans no one will ever know how you feel or or be able to live the life that you've lived no one will ever truly understand what it's like to be in your head and a lot of times I feel like gratitude is something that almost exists solely like up in my head (laughs) you know and part of the gratitude practice is taking it out of me and putting it onto paper or putting it onto other people or to make it truly felt but I don't I feel like a lot of the times it starts in me I don't know it starts as an isolating thing yeah yeah I definitely know what you mean and I think you can feel big swells of gratitude in response to social situations mm-hmm. or connections with other people, but I don't feel like it is the sole way to experience gratitude. Right. And I mean, I would, I'm even going to go as far as to say, like, I would love for it to be, you know, especially as we try to move away from individualism and really towards like embracing each other collectively in community I think it would be amazing if gratitude was something that, you know, fully existed within social responsibility, I think Mm. I want to say, but I don't know that it does right now. Right. I mean, it's weird. I obviously haven't read his book. I'm not going to either because for me, I'm just like, I, I have my own gratitude practice and it's often, it's kind of extensive. It's, I'm not, I'm not really knocking gratitude. Like I've already said, it was the thing that pulled me out of my deepest depression. And I don't think I'll ever stop like having like a pretty deep gratitude practice, mm-hmm. but it just is, it just is what I think it is for me. And like, there's, yeah. there's, I mean, I, I've tried the more research I do on it, the more I'm going to knock it. So I'm like, let me just do my thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Funny. Well, let's just, let's talk about that then. Like what is your gratitude practice? Okay. I have a gratitude journal. Okay. So when I was like really in that deep depression, everyone was telling me like, just write five things you're grateful for every morning before you morning before you get out of bed or every night before you go to sleep and I was like I'm gonna have to take this up a notch because I'm very depressed so I started just writing a full page Mm. of gratitude like it must have been at least you know 16 things it was like a kind of smaller notebook at the time but then I moved on to a larger notebook so you know ruled notebooks anywhere from like 18 to 25 lines on the page And it started out just doing that every day. And then kind of we talked about on our manifestation episode now months ago. Then I started writing down things that I was grateful for that I didn't yet have. And a lot of self-help people will tell you to do this. And I think everybody knows how I feel about self-help, but I will, you know, take what works for me and throw away what doesn't any day of the week. But 
a lot of people in the self-help space will say part of manifestation, visualization, scripting, whatever you want to call it, is to kind of project in your mind what you're grateful that you will have. Mm. So I started doing that. That's when I started saying that I was really grateful for winning the scholarship to this yoga teacher training in Bali. And then I did that for a month and then I fucking won the scholarship. And I was like, does this work? It was one of those like weird, like, I was like, I, I don't believe in this, but it just worked. And then I'm like, was it just me? Was I just great at making that like application video? And did I just answer the questions right? Or like, did this weird journaling situation actually like get me what I wanted and make me manifest shit? And then I was like, I can't stop doing that now because I, <laughs> I did it and it worked. And now I have to like, you know, test the theory, whatever. I stopped grad. I stopped doing that for a while, but now lately I've been doing this gratitude journal and I just kind of filter through different things. Some days I'll just write what I'm grateful for about the day. I'll just say today I'm grateful for it. And then list a bunch of things. And then some days I'll write what I'm looking forward to. I'll say today I'm looking forward to and saying all these things that I'm excited about, which is like some other version of gratitude. Or sometimes at the end of the day, I'll say, hey, my favorite parts about the day were all of these things. And then sometimes I'll write a full page. I call it my, my manifesting gratitude, but that's the stuff where I write what I'm grateful for that I don't actually have, but that I would like. And then sometimes I do a little practice where I like list a negative thing in my life and then list like what I'm grateful for that exists within that negative thing. Um, That one I call my gratitude mindset shifts. Mm -hmm. My gratitude journal is things I'm grateful for, things I'm looking forward to, things that happened that I'm happy about, things that I would like to manifest and things that I'm not happy about that I would like to change my mindset about. Those wow. are my, sometimes I do all of those in a day, but sometimes I don't. But I usually try to fill like a whole page or sometimes two pages of some type of gratitude thing. And I do it every day, give or take. Well, maybe I'll miss a couple days a month. That's amazing. I like, I think that it's helpful. I think it might be purely psychological, but I mean, according to Robert Emmons, it's, it's scientific. So I don't know. It's helpful for me. And it's funny. I will bring this up. I have this friend, Hala, who I'm hoping we can have her on the podcast someday. She is very pregnant, supposed to be due last week. So I don't know. It's sometimes, it might be a while, but she has this like community group that she's created And she calls herself a toxic spirituality disruptor, which I love, but she just talks about concepts where like the spiritual world, the self-help world kind of takes these things that should be really positive and turns them into kind of these weaponized or toxic presentations of them, which it happens so often. I think it's like a lot about what we talk about on this podcast, but um, in the new year, we had a call and we were talking about the weaponization of gratitude and how a lot of people will be like, you know, if you're not grateful for things, then like you're not living life, right? Or there's always something to be grateful for. There's always a silver lining, which is not necessarily true. There's not always something to be grateful for, especially in systems of systemic racism, oppression, and the situation that we're in now. Like, let's not even be false and try to find to be reason, find, try to find a reason to be grateful for all the fucking crazy people that stormed the Capitol in furs and MAGA hats, you know, like there, I don't think we need to do whatever mental Olympics we need to do to be able to find a way to like be happy about that, you know? And so I, I mean, I had some time to reflect even on the practice that I do where I try to shift my mindset. And I was like, maybe I don't need to find silver linings in all the shit that's going on in the world. But I still felt like, I think I came to the end of the day where I was just kind of like, I do, it does feel good for me to make those mindset shifts. And I'm never writing crazy shit like 
the crazy storm the capital but at least you know it's more kind of like it's me complaining about things and then shifting my complaints which is much different than like if I were to carry a message out into the world that says there's always something to be grateful for in every situation which I absolutely don't believe and I think it's yeah. it's toxic to spread that kind of messaging totally yeah I think sometimes there is a, there feels like there's pressure to be grateful or to express gratitude especially yeah I think about that all the time like even on days that I'm having a really hard day whether I want to share that necessarily or not it feels like to not express gratitude is like to ignore my privilege like mm. if I'm you know like yeah I don't know but I feel I feel that I feel pressure to express gratitude sometimes even on days or moments where I'm like I'm not grateful for this or like I just straight up wish this was not happening like I feel like I need to find something in it because I have so much and there are so many good things in my life so to you know give energy to whatever I'm not grateful for seems like wrong right I got so confused when I was saying that I got a text message and it like came through and it was so fucking long. I was like, <laughs> like literally the words that were forming in my brain just stopped. Like they can, they just stopped forming. I don't even know what I just said. So sorry. No, no. I mean, I still think that you made sense. And I do agree that there is a lot of pressure to feel gratitude, especially in situations where we are super privileged. Yeah. I I think like something that I something that I have to sit with a lot is like when is it appropriate to express that you're not not having a good day or because I think everybody who follows me knows when I'm having a bad day I have no problem letting everybody know but um and my mom like kind of grew up in a way different situation than me. She grew up in DC and some harder times than the times that I live now. And sometimes I'll complain with her and she'll be like, you have no idea how lucky you are. Like she'll just say it straight to my face. Like your life is not hard. And I'm like, oh, that was harsh. But like, oh, she's right. And that's the kind of pressure, you know, where you're like, I recognize that there are things that are there are people that are way less fortunate me in situations that are way less fortunate, but it doesn't mean that we have to like always sit in this space of gratitude just because harder things exist. Harder things will always exist. Someone will always be suffering more than you are or experiencing more hardship than you are, but it doesn't have to diminish what you're going through through your own experience because you're the only one who's ever going to experience that. I'm never going to experience what my mom experienced. It might be passed on to me generationally through some spiritual shit but who knows you know like I, I can't really live my mom's experience I can only live my own and it's the same for everybody so I think we just have to have a lot of grace <laughs> like when we're talking about what we're grateful for and what we should be grateful for I I also read this woman and she was talking about how gratitude is a choice and we can always choose to be grateful about something or or choose to be ungrateful about it. And I was like, that might be what you believe. If that helps you, whatever helps you sleep at night, you know, like if that helps you to get into those spaces where you're ready to shift your mindset or belief around something, then that's fine. But it just kind of feels like a huge accusation to me. And it makes me feel less inclined to be grateful for anything because it makes me feel attacked, you know? I think that's a me problem, though. I often feel attacked when nobody's attacking me. Though. <laughs> I didn't write a lot about this, but the thing I did write was gratitude is not a magic pill, but it's nice. And that's, right. that's yeah, that's how I feel. I think gratitude does get talked a lot about that. And I see that from people on social media a lot is like, when you express gratitude, you receive more. And I don't think that like the point of any spiritual practice is to like get more, like, <laughs> you know, um, or just that it sort of perpetuates that idea that like whatever you put out, you get it back. And oh I think that like, maybe, maybe that's true. And maybe that's true for some people. But I think a lot of times receiving anything has to do much more with privilege and accessibility than it has to do with 
worthiness um, all the, all the time, you know, mm-hmm. like there's no amount of gratitude you can express that makes you any more worthy of receiving anything than anyone else. And if it's a practice that feels really supportive to you, I think it's amazing to do it, but you know, I think it's sort of a, a silly thing to think that if you write down all the things you're grateful for, you'll like get more stuff. Right. It's interesting that you chose worthy. I read, I mean, in, in the research that I was doing research, I have to put in air quotes because it's just like me, like clicking on the top 50 Google results. But, um, someone did say that a practice of gratitude allows us to feel more worthy. Hmm. And I think that comes from when you have a appreciation for like this comes from the root of those definitions which is like appreciation for what has been given to you that you perceive as valuable you know and I think we've done this a lot where we've tied the concepts of value to worth and like when you start viewing the good things in your life as valuable to you and that's kind of the crux of the gratitude practice is like, like, instead of just allowing to it to exist, start saying, Hey, I appreciate this so much that I'm going to call attention to it. I'm going to say that it's valuable to me in my life. And so by doing that, you feel more worthy because things in your life that you perceive as worth something to you are made more clear to you because you're talking about them or you're writing them down or you're speaking out about them more. And I think um, in that sense, uh, there is a way for us to feel more worthy by being more grateful for what is already in our lives. But like you said, why do we need to be calling anything more (laughs) into our lives? And that is, is kind of a weaponization of the concept of gratitude because it's like and it's kind of what I do in my fucking manifestation so I'm like I'm not you know I'm not saying it's wrong but like why do I need more you know and why am I using this this practice of of being grateful for what I have to ask for more it seems it seems um I don't know unwholesome but But then if we don't go ahead oh I was gonna say I think you made a really good point about worthiness though because to like build internally a feeling of worthiness is really challenging if you inherently feel unworthy of things that is like a really really hard thing to be up against and Mm. if expressing gratitude builds that for you if that like internally builds up your belief of what you're worth then like that's an amazing practice Mm-hmm. You know, and that that's like a super beneficial practice if there's anything that helps you feel that helps you believe in your worth, you know? Yeah, I think it's really easy to not believe in your worth or to really diminish your worth or just to to think you're not worthy of things. Mm-hmm. So like if if in this practice you find that you are worthy of having the things that you already have, and you are also worthy of receiving beyond that, then great. That's an amazing practice. Yeah, you're right. Wow. It's wow. It's always some type of like uh, semantic gymnastics that I'm trying to do to like get to get out of the traps. (laughs) I feel like I've set obstacle courses for myself. I mean, but that's always how it is. It's like, yes, because when I was talking about that, when I was talking about being worthy for what you have and not really asking for more, then I thought about what you said about feeling guilted into being grateful for what you have when you feel like you could want more. And then I don't want to guilt the people who are asking for more because I'm like, go ahead, ask for more. Like, if you want it, you want the world, you can have it. And how many times have we said that to anyone we've ever worked with? And it's meant to build up and encourage and and for us to say i think that you're worthy of whatever you want because you're having such a hard time believing that you are worthy of what it is that you want even if it seems impossible or even if it seems you know far outside of your reach so for someone else to believe 
in your worth when where you feel like you can't is so helpful and so encouraging. And I think that is why a lot of people turn to self-help. And then that brings us kind of back full circle to gratitude being truly <laughs> a social thing and having other people or or a belief in something beyond ourselves to kind of fill in the gaps when we feel like this is not going to come from me. I'm never going to be able to find that worth in myself without someone else's help. And, and I do see the value. Of course, I see the value in that. I'm a fucking coach. You know what I mean? But I, then I come up against like, who am I to tell someone that they're worthy? And then that's maybe a problem with my own feelings of worthiness. But then I hate being told that I, I feel unworthy. You know, I hate someone else telling me like, oh, you have a problem with self-worth. I'm like, what the fuck do you know about me? <laughs> they can probably read me like a book because I am very readable like a book. But like, it just feels weird. It feels weird to, mm, what is it? Like hold a candle to someone's insecurities. Mm -hmm. And I think when we're telling you, like, be grateful for what you have, be grateful for what you have, we're holding a candle to the fact that maybe you don't feel grateful in that moment. And it makes you feel exposed. And it makes you feel like, fuck this person. I don't want to do this because they're calling me out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or like, I think the the big thing I wanted to say was like, if you, you know, see someone that you follow that you admire or some influencer or something who's always talking about like I express gratitude and I have this thing I express gratitude and this happened to me like you are just as, as worthy as that person of anything even if you don't express gratitude mm. like if you see that happening a lot and you you feel like people around you people you follow people you admire talk about gratitude as sort of the like secret to success and you're like, I don't have time to write in a gratitude journal, or you find yourself being maybe more thankful or thanking things in passing, like that's okay. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have some extensive gratitude practice to be worthy of receiving everything you deserve. You don't have to spend three weeks writing. <laughs> but I mean, I think the, um, the essence of gratitude or hmm, the... Maybe I feel like, okay, maybe the, the purpose of the gratitude practice is to remind people of a feeling that's already always there anyway, you know? So it's like, yes, you don't have to have this long 30-minute journal situation that I do every morning, and you don't have to write seven things or do it for 21 days, but it is always there. Like the feeling of like, pulling up your sweatpants and being like, Ooh, once they like yeah. get right out of the laundry, you know, and you're like you saying, Ooh, is basically your body saying, I'm so grateful for these warm pants, but you're not going to say that that was part of your gratitude practice because everybody over here is telling you that it involves writing in a book and recording a voice note and doing this and fucking you know, whatever else that's involved. That's just, so over the top that like, who the fuck? But we do often feel you take a bite of something and it's so yummy and everything just kind of curls in and you're like, mm, and that's also a gratitude expression of gratitude and, and giving your husband a kiss when you wake up in the morning is an expression of gratitude for him being there when you woke up. And that's something, you know, and I think maybe just calling attention to those moments and calling them your gratitude practice instead of just saying this is everyday life this oh that is the a thing that robert emmons foremost authority something that he said that i felt was really powerful you know in his definition he says it's an affirmation of the goodness in our lives and he said, the problem is that we get so used to the goodness in our lives that we just, we overlook it. We don't even necessarily overlook it. We just think like, oh, this is a part of my life. You know, like every day I eat healthy food. Every day I wake up next to my boyfriend. Every day Joey makes me breakfast. Every day, you know, my sister calls me on the phone, asks me how I'm doing. And like, this is the, the flow of my daily life. And then the gratitude practice is to specifically call attention to all those things that obviously we love and obviously we're grateful for and we'd never not say thank you and we'd never not we'd never say I wish I didn't have that you know we're obviously already very happy about us 
about it, but the practice is to call attention to it so that instead of adapting and just being used to all the good things that are in our life, instead we're celebrating them every day. And I thought that was very beautiful. And I thought it was like, a, it was not, it was a time when I didn't feel accused because everybody wants to celebrate you know, and celebrations are fun and they're low pressure. Hopefully, um, sometimes they can feel like a lot of pressure. <laughs> celebrations in my family can sometimes be really serious, but, um, just being able to celebrate everyday goodness and just reminding ourselves that like, these are good things. And I do think, I don't want to say that you can be grateful. You can find a reason to be grateful for anything. That's what I'll never purport. But I will say that you could probably find one thing that you're grateful for every day, even if it's just the air in your lungs. You know, you can yeah. find one thing. Absolutely. And I love all those little examples of gratitude. Like just, mm. Mm, You say mm, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, mm, it's nice. <laughs> it yeah. is. There's a lot of nice things in this world. There's a lot yeah. of fucked up things too, though. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff that's like, yeah, I mean, the fucking siege. That was just big siege. I can't, I'm not, I am not grateful for that. No. Um, yeah, but there are a lot of things that are even beyond nice. And there, I think that there's like such a range of ways we can feel about the things in our lives. And there's a range of ways we can acknowledge them. And maybe that can fall under gratitude. Mm-hmm. Acknowledgement. Yeah. And expressing gratitude and being in a gratitude practice. And I think there's lots of ways that can look. So I feel like that was honestly, that was the best conversation about gratitude I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a huge, that's huge. I'm so grateful think, for that. Yeah. I'm grateful for you. Oh, let's finish off with one thing that we're grateful for today. Truly grateful for. It can be anything. We won't do this every time, but we'll do it today. Yeah. Okay. As you know, I've been house sitting and um, we have a move out date where we're going back to our apartment. But while we are here, I have to express a huge amount of gratitude for hot water in the kitchen sink. It is amazing to wash dishes with hot water. And it's something that I didn't, I did not even know how grateful I would be for it because my apartment kitchen sink only has cold water and it never gets what? hot. That's why I'm saying this. My So I've lived in my apartment for five years. The water in the kitchen sink never gets hot. It is always cold, no matter what. I could run it for literally an hour and it would just be cold. Um, so I always wash my dishes in my kitchen sink in my apartment in cold water. And since I've been in this house, there's been hot water in the kitchen sink and it makes rinsing dishes so fast. It blows my mind. And I am like really grateful for that. Oh my, I'm like, I know that we've had many conversations about <laughs> you reaching out to your landlord to no avail, but I really feel like that's like against like there that's against some type of code it's not I have looked it's not no it's not it's not a necessity it's it's a necessity for water in your shower to be hot it is not a necessity for water in your kitchen sink wow wow I'm but glad that's, you have wa hot water oh, between dishes oh my gosh it's so nice it is so nice when we just go to like clean whatever clean up after dinner and we just turn on the kitchen sink and the water gets hot and like whatever food stuff is on our plates just falls away so fast it's amazing it's truly like it's I am very grateful for that and I have definitely enjoyed it in my time in this house wow that's really beautiful and wow okay here's what I'm grateful for I'm really grateful for the experience of looking forward to something. And I was telling Taylor before we got on this episode, <laughs> I, I've been making plans, which in 2020 felt as if it was something that just couldn't be done. You just couldn't make a plan. You couldn't make a plan for tomorrow. You couldn't make a plan for next year. It was just not an option. And now I've been making plans to move to a tropical island in Thailand. And even though I have none of even the basic 
infrastructure around getting those plans actually made, I have the idea in my head that I'm going to do it. And with the idea in my head that I was going to do this thing came like this huge rush of like excitement and like, just like every day looking forward to something that may come. It might not come, but even being this in this state of like looking forward to it has like made me feel so good. And I've been ordering stuff. I ordered new luggage and I ordered a new microphone that was portable for our podcast so that I could podcast when I was abroad. And I've ordered new lightweight pants so that I can wear pants in the temples, but like still like and look like because the temples you have to wear like full coverage you're not really supposed to expose yourself. So I was like, oh, I'm going to like, I'm going to have pants, but like they're lightweight so I can wear them in the heat and <laughs> just like ordering all this shit. But like, maybe I won't ever need because maybe I won't go on this trip and maybe they'll do another quarantine and all this shit will happen and I won't be able to do it. But like feeling excited about it is like almost as fun as, as doing the thing almost. But feeling about excited about something is something that I like haven't felt in over well I guess not over a year and a little under a year since this quarantine shit happened I gave up on all hope for what might happen in the future and I'm letting that back in and it feels nice oh yay it's just funny how it doesn't really have to be for anything yeah that wasn't me being grateful for anything except a change of my attitude towards life I could have done this long ago yeah it's just a feeling I could have pretended like I was going on a vacation, you know, last March, right when all of this started. (laughs) Could have been like, next week I'm going to go here. And then I would just been buying shit and like wasting my money. And I would have been in a state of excitement. But instead, I was just sitting around like all my shit got canceled. I'm not going anywhere this year. Boo hoo. I have to wear a mask. <laughs> but this week I was like, I'm just ordering all this luggage, collapsible luggage. I was like, this is great. I'm gonna put all my yoga clothes in here, and then when I get there, I'm gonna collapse it down, and it's just the size of a hand. <laughs> this shit that I really don't need, but I'm excited about it. Yay! I'm excited for you. Oh my God, I forgot that we have, what's the vibe? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a vibe. Wait, I, yeah, okay. It's it's time for what's the vibe. We made it to the end of this conversation about gratitude. Thank you for listening to me talk. <laughs> I'm grateful for that. And now it's time for our vibes. Okay. Do you, do you have a vibe? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not yet, but I will. You go first. I... I can't even believe I'm about to make my vibe anything related to celebrity because celebrities continue to fail us and do something problematic. But um, well, I guess it's not. It's not just about a celebrity. My vibe is a movie mm-hmm. that uh, I recently watched on Netflix and forgot. I mean, I forgot how much I loved it, but it's incredible and just like it's classic. Probably bad. I'm sure people are like, that's not. I mean, whatever. It's fine. Um, <laughs> It's Runaway Bride with oh my God. Julia Roberts, who I am just in love with Julia Roberts. And I just, yeah, I'm like in awe of her. I think she is so stunning. And I mean, Runaway Bride is like such a silly movie. It's just like, you know, classic mayhem concept. Richard Gere, which they're just an iconic pair. They are. They're such a good pair. And it's so funny. Every time I, I remember seeing it when I was a little kid and being like, he is old. Why would she like this old man? I thought the same thing when I saw Pretty Woman when I was like, I was probably like nine when I saw Pretty Woman for the first time. And I was like, why does she like this old man? Like she's stunning and he's old. Um, but I get it. I totally get it now. I get it. I get it. And their chemistry is just, oh, it's so good. It's so good. I just, yeah, I adore Julia Roberts. I think that she is, I I get it. I just get why people fell so in love with her and I feel very in love with her. I think she's beautiful, perfect, stunning, amazing. Her energy, it's just, yeah. Her smile. Her smile, her hair. lights up the world. Everything. When I look at her, I'm just like, I don't think there could be a more perfect 
person than Julia Roberts on screen. I feel like the runaway bride. (laughs) Yeah, don't we all? I feel like being the runaway bride is such a relatable feeling. Like totally. I yeah. I I remember seeing that when I was a kid and being like, that's gonna be me. Like I'm gonna (laughs) run away at my wedding. Like I'm gonna get famous for running away at my wedding. From running away at every wedding I ever have. (laughs) And I just yeah, I feel like it's it's so relatable who it's really wants so to relatable. lock themselves in for life to anything <laughs> i wish i could run away bride right now no you but I, don't no you but not really bride but just run away life run away yeah, life for sure thing. like i wish i could just run away life but i would just have to put on my mask and like that's not that's not the vibe of running away right. so but yeah right. there's and it's, I mean, it's fun. It's just got, it's got like a really silly soundtrack. And like, you know, in, in 90s movies, there's just so much stuff. Like mm-hmm. the sets are just packed with shit and props and the costumes are like, it's just so that time of like live sets, live props, everything is just packed, the whole room packed full of shit. The characters are just like quirky and stupid. Archetypes. It's yeah. like, they're so like the... Yes. um there's always like the quirky friend and then, yeah. the, and then the friend who comes down on you kind of hard. And then like, they're always the same storylines and tropes, which is very comforting. It is for sure. But I watched that this week and I was just like, oh, Julia Roberts, I love you. Love this movie. It's so cute and dumb and it's just sweet. I, I like it. It made me feel good. So that's my vibe. Runaway Bride love it okay what's my vibe I guess my vibe is I've been playing the piano a lot again but this time I'm really focused on chord progressions because I want to learn how to write a song my vibe's like a mix between my old vibe which was sad teenager songs and I've been listening to sad teenager songs again because they're really easy to play on the piano and so I've just been playing the piano like it's like one of the one things that I can do almost every day for like a long time and not feel like I'm like trying to check something off a list so that's my vibe that's I, nice. I feel very light on on um the application of my energy lately mm. like it's like I don't feel like I have a lot of it to put out anyway and then like I don't feel specifically called to exert any of my energy (laughs) this is a roundabout way of saying that I feel lazy but I don't necessarily feel lazy I just feel like not much is worth the expense of my energy right now yeah so it's kind of weird because I'm like you know I'm like trying to get out of here and Every day, every morning I wake up and I'm like, I have to call the Thai embassy and like, I need them to tell me how to get a special, um, special visa. And then it's four and I'm like, oh, I'll call them tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you'd think I'd have a little more urgency around like this thing that I like really want to do, but there's no urgency and it's just how it is. I think that's okay. I think so too. I like something I'll come down on myself and be like it's not okay you can't be like this forever like you're gonna you gotta you gotta go you gotta do action like and then I'm like no I don't (laughs) this is a disaster (laughs) no it's not and it's not it's like just because you're not doing it right now even if it's been like a while that doesn't mean forever it's just now I know it's like uh I don't know what it is I'm just kind of like okay I'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. We're all just figuring it out. Yeah. I think we are. I think it's like, as soon as I get around this, like, this feeling that, like, I don't want to say anything, I, like, well, we, look, we had this full hour and a half long conversation, but I have, like, this feeling of, like, I don't really want to, you know, put anything out there that can't be taken back, so. I'm just, I'm just refraining from putting anything out there, but maybe I'll get to the point pretty soon where I'm like, all right, I'm ready to like leave some shit permanently on the earth again. And that's when I'll be able to do anything. But right now I'm not, I'm not trying to leave any permanent footprints. It's all just, you know, footprints in the sand right now. 
I like that. Thanks. <laughs> well, I guess that's our show. And let us know about your gratitude practices or if you have one, if you just say, mm, if any of anything we said really landed or didn't, let us know how you practice gratitude. Yeah. Just let us know about your gratitude practices. If you want help cultivating a gratitude practice, if you think that having a community, a social community would help you have more of a gratitude practice. We've been talking about ways to make the Vibes Revealed community a little more social. Yeah. And speaking of social, you can find us on social media. We're on Instagram at Vibes Revealed, on Twitter at Vibes Revealed, and you can always email us at vibesrevealedpodcast at gmail.com. Yay. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to me ramble. <laughs> I don't think you rambled, but I think we... I did. But at this point, I've made peace with it. <laughs> yeah. We are grateful for you. We are. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.